This week in Matthew's Gospel, Jesus tells us that it's never okay to put someone on blast on social media without ever really talking about social media. You're listening to The Weekly Word with Chris Mueller from Everyday Catholic. For the first time in human history, pretty much the entire world is connected. It's possible to share ideas and collaborate with people all over the globe. Social networks make it possible to stay connected to family, friends, and acquaintances. I mean, it's incredible. It should be incredible. You know, you would really think that it would be incredible. But if we're sincere, well, the internet doesn't seem to be bringing us together at all. Instead, it seems to be tearing us apart. There's something about connecting with people through the window of our computers and phones which seems to give us some sort of license to stop acting like Christians. The first century Christians bore terrible persecutions, but somehow they carried those and in many cases converted their oppressors through their witness and love. I can't help but think about the story of Paul and Silas' imprisonment in Acts chapter 16. Paul and Silas were severely flogged and thrown into jail, and their response was to spend the night praying and singing psalms. Now that in and of itself is incredible, but what happened next is even more extraordinary. About midnight, an earthquake rocked the prison so hard that all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. The jailer woke up and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and he was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, don't harm yourself, we're all here. So not only did Paul and Silas face their persecution with praise, when given a chance to escape, they didn't. In fact, they were concerned about the safety of their jailer. And that compassion did something resentment could never do. It converted the jailer. Upon seeing Paul, Silas, and the other prisoners still there, the jailer brought Paul and Silas out and asked, what must I do to be saved? And that night, he and his whole family were baptized. Now contrast that with how modern Christians deal with any small offense. How quick are we to jump on social media where we blast the person who's wronged us? It doesn't matter if the person was a bishop, a priest, a friend, a Walmart employee, or a celebrity. Public shaming and lamentation are the modern response. It's sad, and it's contrary to the gospel. Now, I said this reflection was on Matthew, and I know it's taken a little time to get here, but here is where Jesus tells us how we are to deal with our conflict with other believers. If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you've won over your brother. If he does not listen, take one or two others along with you so that every fact may be established on the testimony of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell the church. If he refuses to listen even to the church, well then treat him as you would a Gentile or a tax collector. And that's Matthew 18, 15 through 17. So let's break this down a little. Jesus is specifically speaking about how we're to treat fellow believers. If a brother does something sinful towards you, tell him, alone. Why? I mean, shouldn't the other believer be publicly shamed? I mean, shouldn't everyone know what a jerk that person is? Don't you need to build your case and put as much pressure on that person as possible? That's the litany of reasons people make when they get ready to do a blast post. But Jesus says, talk to the person alone. Because love, conversion, and reconciliation are always the goal. Remember, Jesus also teaches, do unto others as you would have done to you. So this teaching about how we deal with conflict is totally in line with that. Now, to be clear, according to what Jesus is saying, at this point, tweeting about or posting a Facebook rant is definitely not okay. 
But what if the person doesn't listen? What if they're unrepentant? Can I blast them then? No. You're supposed to try again, but this time with one or two believers. Yeah, there's a little pressure there, but there's also some accountability because other people are going to hear the whole story. Are they there to condemn the person? Are you teaming up on them? No. Love, conversion, and reconciliation are still the goal. Okay, okay, but, but what if the person won't even listen to the three of us? Can I blast them then? No, still no. Jesus then says that the recourse is to tell the church. Now, I know that probably sounds crazy, but let's stop for a moment and consider what an intimate vision of the church this is. It's assumed that you and the other person will be known by the church, meaning your local pastor, and others in the community. So if after trying yourself and bringing some other people who care about the person along, if the wrongdoer is still unrepentant, go to the church. And if they won't listen to the church, well, then treat them like a pagan. So clearly, this is the moment where we start tweeting, right? Wrong. Remember the story about St. Paul in jail? Yeah, that's how we treat non-believers, with compassion. The goal is still love, reconciliation, and conversion. Now, the truth is, it's never okay to blast people on the internet. Not if you're a Christian. It just isn't part of who we are. I mean, think about that next time you get bad service at Target or someone at the parish is rude to you. Think about it next time you're feeling betrayed or offended. A social media blast might feel good for a moment, but as a believer in Jesus Christ, it's not the answer. This has been the Weekly Word from Everyday Catholic. Everyday Catholic is a 501c3 nonprofit, and we depend on the support of listeners like you. If this podcast is serving you, please consider going to everydaycatholic.com forward slash donate and making a monthly pledge.